0: Welcome to our podcast, From the Touchline, at Scarborough the Club, in association with Barron's Fitness and Hartley's Café Bar.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome out onto the field,
2: Scarborough. So hello and welcome to the second um, of our From the Touchline podcast in association with Hartley's Café Bar and Barron's Fitness. Um, we're back a little bit later than what we'd have initially predicted we've both been um, out of the country Sharon's been not together not together of course no Um, (laughs) Sharon's been away I've been away but we're now back um, and we've got an exciting guest with us which we'll uh, we'll talk to you about in a couple of minutes but firstly Sharon how are you doing It's we've planned this haven't we for a while the second one
0: I've been really looking forward to um, getting back in front of the microphone and catching up with you and um, meeting our guest um, and also just Want to say thank you to everybody that's listened to the first podcast i think you and i were both quite surprised that we got any listeners yeah um um but we've had some really really lovely p- feedback um from lots of you and the listeners have been literally from all over the world have
2: not they it seems like from the touchline has gone global now. it has gone global yeah i mean the percentages are, are, are small <laughs> for those who've listened but we had, had uh leinster and uh, the canary, the canary islands, islands as well someone yeah listening from the sunbed, um, <laughs> which we are grateful for we,
0: we are grateful because you know you don't know when you start something like this what the update is going to be if anybody's gonna you know even want to listen to us outside of being here all day mm-hmm. so yeah very grateful and hopefully we'll just continue to grow yeah with our amazing guest list that we've got lined up
2: 100% it, it is growing Um now I've of course been out the country for a little bit less time than than you have since you've come mm-hmm. back Sharon so What's going on at the club?
0: Um, well, we had um, a, our home game on Saturday just gone, which probably we don't want to dwell on too much. Um, yeah, we'll away, just park that one. We'll park that. We'll park that. We, we go again on Saturday <laughs> at Morley. Um, so, yeah, we are at um, sc- Scatcherd Ska- S- Lane, I think lane. it is. Yeah,
2: it is. Um, <clears throat> there's a bus going as well. There is a bus. Always yeah. enjoy going on the bus um, away from home. Not a very long trip. Uh, I think it's eleven thirty. Um, is the meet right. for the bus?
0: If you want to book on, ring Barons. Yeah, and, and back for
2: nine o'clock. Book yourselves on. So it's it, it takes the stress out of mm. driving to Morley. I know it's not too far away, but um, good I'm,
0: atmosphere though, isn't there? When yeah. you're going to an away game like that. Yeah, and, I'm, and, I'm sure bus. Matty and
2: the lads would be uh, would be grateful for the support. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, to return to winning ways what else have we got that um that's been going on that you've put together on the e as well
0: we've got um one of the guys who i come to boot camp with phil is doing everest base camp um raising money for um the club and the program of, of led replacement lighting that we've got going so uh, there's a link on this week's e that's gone out just with an update on what's happening there so if anybody is able to get involved that would be amazing and if anybody wants to come and train with phil um, boot camp six o'clock monday wednesday friday um, yeah and more exciting potentially for us not not to take anything away from you phil um, is we've managed to get our club shop the rook shop online so we are dragging ourselves into the 21st century
2: no not good for the bank account
0: <laughs> i think but, you've already had a double, haven't you charlie
2: oh uh, i have had a double. yes um quite good that if you do set up an account you get your 500 yeah um reward points as well which is yeah. quite good um but i'd had a look and yeah it's it's yeah the bank account took a hit last night For but... i
0: think if anybody's interested um to have a look you just need to go to o'neils.com and click on the clubs and education link, which and then sc- uh, search for Scarborough, and that will take you to our own club shop. And, and in there, you can also choose your kit and um, and get it personalized, which I know lots of people have been asking about for a long time. So it's brilliant that we've managed to get that sorted and up and running.
2: Yeah, and um, of course, finally, if, if anyone is heading over to uni, yeah. um, obviously we wish everyone good luck. There'll be a lot of players and, and supporters who are heading off to uni um, that you can, Update your contact details in GMS uh, and also to subscribe to the newsletter for all the latest information from the club. Um there is the RFU student pass as well, isn't there, Shara? That yeah. it's quite important, isn't it, that the players going to uni remember to get this.
0: Yeah, it is. And and it also helps you keep those strong links with us back at home and at the club. Um so yeah, the, the details are on the easy in this week. and there is a link on there. So if you want to just link um go to that link and, and set up the, the pass, then that that's that's there for you to do.
2: Yeah, so I think we may have left Reese just waiting yeah. a little bit of time. Now He's sat um, just away from us. We've had him sat quietly uh, in the corner. Sharon, I'll I'll let you introduce Reese, the first proper guest Indeed. on the podcast.
0: Yeah, welcome, Reese.
1: I'm very well. I'm very honest. <laughs> Out of everybody, you could have chosen. Uh, no, yeah. nobody else answered the phone. Oh, That's right. the problem. That's probably right. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no, I'm I'm joking, obviously. So Reese. Um, Taken from your bio on your Instagram feed Mm -hmm. that I follow, you are an NHS Macmillan nurse. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, You are a self-professed ex-couch potato turned triathlete. Mm. And... uh, I mean, don't want to dwell on the weight side of it, but you've you've put out there that you lost four stone, mm. um, and all of this you are fundraising for St Catherine's. Mm. I had a little look today; you're actually well over your target on one hundred thirty six percent. So well done for that.
1: Thank you.
0: Fundraising is really hard at the moment, so that's that's mm. amazing. Um, and you obviously you are a member of the club, and you play touch rugby quite regularly. Yes.
1: Yeah. So history with the club goes back a few years, and. Uh, turned up for training, way out my depth, way out my depth, like, and especially, it was around the sort of time when, um, you know, Tom Harrison, as he is now, was flying, and like, the fitness levels were incredible, and I was surrounded by youngsters who were just doing fantastically well, and I was just slow and mm. old and decrepit. <laughs> and uh, quickly found out that they do um, Danesman level, which is I've been at all, all the time I've been here, but also um, touch rugby as well. And then just got more involved with the touch side as I got older. Getting hit a lot on Saturdays so doesn't bode well for when you sat down on a Monday mm. talking to patients or what have you. And they're more worried about you than I am about them. So, yeah, and then I do touch rugby on Wednesday and stuff. And, you know, flitting back into the bio um, during COVID, when we were let out for half an hour um, those days. Uh, finding ways and means of going out and being purposeful so I downloaded the couch to 5k app uh, Michael Johnson's voice and after nine weeks I went from barely able to breathe running for one minute to then running 5k under 30 minutes and I reached that limit and then I thought well I don't want to run a marathon so what else can I do and then I looked about and I could see that um, sprint triathlon is Five kilometre run, right, I can do that. Yeah. I know I can do that. And the other bit was about 400 to 600 metres swim. I used to swim when I was younger. Anybody can do that, can't they? yeah, it is. It's not that bad. And then 22 kilometres on a bike. And I thought, well, yeah, I could do that. Mm. And so I started looking at where I could do that round here. And the nearest was Castle Howard um, triathlon series.
0: That's the open water swim there as well,
1: isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a scary bit, yeah. It was was really bad and Mm. it smelled awful. Uh, It's not a swimming pool, I'll tell you that. Uh, It was better this year than it was last year. But yeah, then I signed up and did it. And I also did York Sprint Triathlon, which is a swimming pool, and a closed road, Mm. which makes a big difference, and a a run. So And that was last year. And then what I realised was that I was getting fitter. You know, I was losing weight um, and already lost a bit of weight beforehand. And then the planning for this year then has happened and where I go from here. So um, I'd realised I was a, a jobbing triathlete. I needed to move on to the next level. So I was using Dan Brownbridge. Who used to be the SNC coach here. Yep. And we formulated a plan um, and he got me to a level which I was nowhere near thought I was going to be at. And sadly, then he left to go and train with the elite Scottish. Scots, athletes. Scotland, yeah, yeah amazing. He just mugged me off of here. Um, <laughs> right in the middle of like, kicking off you, the you season. You weren't the reason he went, though. No, oh, no, okay. no I, okay. was, I was devastated. <laughs> I'm going to make sure he listens to this, but I was devastated. Damn you, Scotland. Because um, the view was this year I'd do this, and then next year I'd look to do Ironman. Right. So. Um, the year's plans was start with sprint triathlons, which I did, move up to Olympic distance, which is 1.5 to 1.6 kilometer swim, um, 44 kilometer on the bike, then a 10k run. So by this stage, I was doing that quite consistently. It was all right. and it was just putting it all together, because mm. that's part of it, is putting it all together. Because mm. you can do mm. it individual training, but it's then, it, which is the difficult part.
0: And it's the transitions as well, isn't it? That yeah. I think probably a lot of people that maybe haven't been involved in triathlons don't realise that transitioning from getting out the pool to getting ready to get on the bike and the rules around moving your bike mm. and when you can and can't get off it, and, you know, th- that all yeah, bears a lot of, you know, a lot of planning, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's full
1: of rules. Yeah, The thing yeah. is as well, you, you know, you've got to recognise at this sort of level, you just... Completing, not competing. So, mm. to get to transition, you're not going to do everything off, back on the bike, you know, Velcro shoes, blah, 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 under 45 seconds. You know, realistically, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, it's taking your time, do it in the right manner. You've got to put your helmet straight on as soon as you get there. First time I did a sprint triathlon, put my helmet on, got my gloves on, went to put my shoes on, realized I still have my wetsuit on. <laughs> so, it was that sort of panic, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, sort of thing. But you get used to it then the more you do it. Um, but you're right. Transition is a play. The big transition zone is when you're coming off the bike off the to bike. run, yeah. because you're using such a different muscle mm. set. As soon as you start running, you bendy legs. Legs, yeah, yeah. You either get wobbly legs or they turn to like cement, mm. and you like have to weight your legs up. Mm. So pre coming into transition, you need to spin the bike a bit to get the muscles going. Doesn't work. Mm. Whoever tells you that? Doesn't no. work, man I was spinning for a kilometre. Didn't make mm. a difference. Yeah. Still had cement legs um but
0: yeah if if i can just take you back to the start of all of this Mm -hmm. reese what was that light bulb moment that actually got you off the couch
1: in the first place i realized during i know it's going back to covid again but the research was coming out saying the fitter you are the strong you know the, the stronger you are in a sense the better you are to come through covid because mm. at that time we didn't know the no, we, we had didn't. no idea we knew that if you got this you're in trouble yeah. so i thought and also with what i was doing you know caring for the yeah. dying it was all around me and it one, it helped me mentally be- cope but also i thought to myself look i've got to do something mm. all right i've lost the weight fair enough but i wasn't physically fit yeah you know, i went to touch rugby on a wednesday that was pretty much it granted you know guy runs a, a quick session it was it's a brutal session but it wasn't my overall fitness. I need to get out of the house, process what I was going through anyway. So they all kind of tied into doing the couch to five K. Okay. And the most difficult step to take is the first one at the house. Yeah. After that, it does get easy. It does. Mm-hmm. It truly does.
0: So that so working with Guy who runs a touch rugby on a Wednesday. Yeah. How easy was that? Were you already doing touch rugby? Or mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was
1: doing touch with guy and Dave White was doing it and Guy's taking over now. Um but I was the thing is with touch and you know with rugby really the fitter you are the better decision make mm. you are the more cool and depressed you are the more confident you are and i realized the more i was running the fitter i was the more relaxed yeah. i was when i was playing that yeah. sort of thing and, and better decision making mm. wise and, and not flapping as much keeping up with play you know being more of a um, decisive and more of an impact player
0: so if we've got anybody listening that's thinking, I'd quite like to get into rugby, I don't know what touch is about. What would you suggest to them? What advice so you would you give them?
1: Come on a Wednesday, mm. seven to eight. Guy runs a really open, friendly session. It's not like really intense sort of touch. And we do get you know, all levels and it's great to see really. And then potentially some of them embark on to contact rugby, which is great as well. Yeah. It's good for the club. Um, but also on the flip side, if you're looking for less contact but still an yeah. excellent rugby play, you know it's the perfect sort of session, really. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's tense though. So <laughs> you're going to be running.
2: That's uh, it. Does can I just say? Obviously, I, I know you're a Macmillan nurse. Uh, I lost my granddad to cancer a couple of mo- a month ago, right. and what you guys do at the hospital mm. is is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Okay. Um First hand, I haven't experienced it, and then when I experienced it, it we got. The most amazing support ever. So it's another I'd, level, isn't I it? I just wanted to put that out there that yeah. you know, so in- grateful for everything that you all do at the hospital. Uh,
1: the f- in the way that you bring it up, because I did um, for the for the, the big triathlon I've just done recently, The Rock. I did that as my giving to charity one because I could have chosen any of them really, but I wanted the big one. And I went to BBC Radio York and did a um, a little segment with them. And the presenter was saying about how their loved one was in a hospice and the Mm. the impact that had in the care and it's the sort of thing unless you go for it it's kind of like always in the distance sort of thing but we always endeavour to ensure that the patient gets the care they need but also their loved ones during a difficult time and the hospice does the same in that sort of regard and and we try and do that in the hospital it's a bit different do you
0: know what i I lost my mum as well to cancer um just at the start of covid and it was as if they wrapped their arms around her, but they wrapped their arms around me as well, if that makes sense. Mm. I was just at, at the end of my wires with we, looking after her and mm. trying to hold down a full time job and, and look after the kids and the home and everything else. Yeah. And they just, when they stepped in, it was just like a massive weight had gone off my shoulders. So, yeah, just echo what, what Charles says. That's face. what you try and do. Yeah. Is
1: try and take that carer hat off you and put you back as grandchild, mm. you know, daughter, yeah. and mm. what have you, because you, that's your role. You exactly, trying yeah. to ease that off you. And for me, you know, you know, with the club as well, synonymous really with Mo. You yeah. Know, I was at the hospice looking after Mo to a certain extent, and you know the impact that had on the club and and the legacy that's left and what have you, and you know those sorts of things drive you when you have to go to a dark place, especially yeah. during endurance. Those are the things that help you take that next step to pedal a bit harder to keep going, especially when doing it for charity. It makes you know, it makes a big part. in that. It,
0: it absolutely does, and I find as well that even if you know it is difficult at the moment we're all in a challenging in challenging times mm. financially mm. even if somebody gives you a couple of quid it, when you're out training for, for whatever it is you're doing you think back to think somebody's actually gone to the bother of finding that money and not buying a coffee that they were going out mm. for giving it to you and and you're out there lacing your trainers up going out in all weathers but that's what gets you out the front door mm. sometimes well, isn't it definitely
1: definitely you know it's people kind of they're behind you Mm. and they show you how they're behind you but there's an expectation there as well they're behind you because they don't want to be the one that's doing it yeah and (laughs) you know there, there is an element of that definitely yeah. and they're like well, you're mad for doing it yeah. but actually it, it kind of adds Bit a of envy as well look up. you've got to get this done they're expecting you to do yes. this yeah you've got to get big expectation yeah. yeah and again that yeah. helps in very difficult times when you're in the midst of it
0: so as well as your training and obviously the work you did with dan before he left you yeah. um Devastated. and <laughs> the, the, the app that you've used yeah. do you what about your nutrition do you how are you managing that because that must have a massive impact fueling yourself properly. And if you've come from a position of uh, self-confessed couch potato, uh, I'm guessing that the nutrition side might have come as a bit of a shock.
1: Massively, mm. <laughs> I can't sit here and say it hasn't. The worst thing that I can see is like on Monday, I ran a half marathon for training, and like I have burnt like 2,500 calories. I'm Must like, be nice. I'm like, right, let's get <laughs> Once on <for> it. Dinner. <laughs> Once for dinner, open these cupboards, yeah. sort of thing. But you've got to, I've got to be careful because you know, the, the big thing within the running community is you can't run away from a bad diet. No, as I say that to myself, some stuff in my face, but is that especially when it's season now because I'm fallow now so after season I've taken it easy for a couple of weeks um, and you're allowed to be and it's important that you do that because you mm. can't be on all the time no, like these no. guys when off season they've got to take it easy heal up the body physically mm. and what have you um, and I'm still training mm. it's just I've gone a little bit eased off the calorie deficit that I normally go into because I'm normally around 1500 calories is what my limit is well, that's low, it is low, but um, I've got a f- lot of calories still stored that my body can use if it needs to. You can have some of mine, <laughs> you right? know what I mean? It's about being I I'm, I'm not skinny because sometimes when you turn up to triathlons, they're absolute like adonis, it's like proper full on athletes, yeah. but it doesn't matter, you know, it's all about what you're doing and, and looking, you know, what what resilience you have and what mm. I it's not body type, but fit, um, nutrition plays a massive part. You know, make sure I take my vitamins each day yeah. as well. It's really important. Um, and then try and, in my mind, figure out what I'm going to eat. Yeah. And, and like meal plan to a certain extent. And when it's go time on season, you know, no goodies, no nothing. Just mm. stick to what I what I know and and meal plan wise.
0: Just listening to your talk there as well about being fallow, There's a whole new range of terminology comes into yeah, your life isn't is. know, when you take something like yeah. this on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, assuming that's not a phrase you would have used no, two was, years ago no no because I was always fallow you know <laughs> what I mean
1: I was just constantly <laughs> I was just in the field being fallow I wasn't being you know no horse wreck nothing
2: yeah it is quite mad when you take your fitness quite seriously to the level that you have and myself and you mm-hmm. are the same that when you're eating stuff you you are evaluating everything that you're eating, aren't you? You're mm. not just picking up something and just eating it. You are thinking, mm. how is this going to affect me? What? How is this going to affect me? Yeah, and it's yeah. a completely different lifestyle. Yeah, like I had a
1: private session with a dietician as well. Right. right. And Because I, I can't sit here and say that food for me has always been my addiction, you mm. know, big emotional eater. Um, so part of my job is uh, I can't be reliant on one substance. You know, mm. I used to smoke, don't anymore, I used to drink, but then I realised I was drinking a lot more to cope. So I couldn't do that. Eat. I used to eat all the time and just jam stuff food in, and I can find that now. But granted, potentially my new addiction. I so guess. this is your new could addiction, be. It yeah? Could yeah, be, But yeah. it's it's at least it's not a bad one to no. have. No, no, much, much well, better than the other three. My wife de- barely sees me, but you know, but that's not always a bad thing. No, yeah, she needs a space <laughs> from dealing with this. Uh, but it's it's important, you know. It's nice it's a nice addiction to have. Addiction to alcohol, uh, not to alcohol, To exercise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Freudian slip, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope
2: you are addicted to alcohol. Um, yeah, it, addicted to exercise is, is something that I, I don't think is a bad thing at all. No, but Myself, I I feel I am very much addicted to exercise, and, and you do feel like it's part of your routine. But once you, I guess what it's the the hardest part is starting. Yeah. That is the hardest part, because once you start, yeah. it then becomes more of a habit. But for me, it was always that starting Mm. of just pushing myself to go and get motivated
1: and like like the distances I've spoken about in the triathlon seem quite overwhelming don't they you know if I said to you right you're going to climb up Snowdon, back down in two hours 15 I think I did Mm. it you'd be thinking what are you talking about but actually the more training you do oh it's not easy but no easier is to complete it the guy the guy who won it won the event so I did it the rock which was 1.5k sea swim, 50k on the bike to the bottom of Snowden, up Snowden down, 12k distance, 1,000 meters up and back down, 50k back on the bike, and then a one kilometer run on the beach, because oh, they sadist, wow. absolute sadist. He did it in four hours 20, and he was over 40 and just absolutely nailed it. Mm-hmm. And I did it in six hours 25. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just incredible, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. And, and what happens is the more you train, the easier things come, the more you can endure mm. and the more you can you can just get done.
0: Definitely. Have you ever done a triathlon, Charlie?
1: No, my, my brother has. Mm. Um, he's done a triathlon before,
2: but the, the, the advice you gave there when you said that the, the more you can endure, the more you train, it, it very much, I, I can resonate with that as well, that mm. the, the next time you're out, once you've done a run or whatever, you can go to the next lamppost or the next, you can do the next half K yeah. or the next K and, and you're feeling good. And or you can finish, and you could be walking for a bit, and your heart rate will return to normal very quickly. Then you
1: want to get going again, and then don't you
2: want to start yeah. again. Yeah. So yeah. Dan
1: was a big believer in that. So yeah. Dan would give me, um, he would say, right, this week you're going to run fifteen kilometers as your long run, and I was in my mind going, do you, are you mental? Because <laughs> like that is yeah. And then the next week, because you give me a plan, he goes, right, the next week after that will be seventeen, nineteen, and then we'll go back down, and I'm like, so I will do the nineteen, and I was like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it then the next rotation would come out and he goes, right, you're doing a half marathon this time. I'm like, half marathon? Have you done like 5K like last year? And he goes, no, you can do it. You know, if you can do these distances, you can push on further. And that's what I found when I was doing my swimming, when I was doing my my strength and conditioning, when I was doing my uh, cycling. You know, you just do that extra more. And then in your mind, You've done this before. Why are you getting all upset about it? You've mm. done this before sort of thing. And it, and it will push you on further and further, mm. which makes a big difference. Then that's the physical side, but the mental side. It makes a massive difference. It is a
0: mental thing, isn't it? I, I, I've i done two triathlons in, in the past, only sprint. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it, but I never wanted to do any more than that. Um, but, it is a, but, but it is a mental thing, mm. I think. And the, the bigger distance you bring into anything... I have a friend who does an awful lot of long distance stuff, and and he would join you on all of this that you're doing. Um, and he he's always said to me, it's your legs will carry you there. Yeah. It's your mind that will stop yeah. you doing it. Yeah. So it's I think it's overcoming that, and I know you're running a lot of distance every day, aren't you, Charlie? And you know, but the mm. same thing for you doing that sort of a distance day in day out, as opposed to yeah. my training at the moment, which is trying to get me up to twenty six point two for next May. Which is about kind of being more structured, whereas you're going out and running sort of five miles a day. My,
2: yeah, mine would, I'd probably say I'd do uh, 30, 35, 40k a week, mm. just just running. And some days are easier than others.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. days you
2: genuinely feel unstoppable. Yeah. And you're like, I feel good. And I'm running in Barron's. I feel good today. <laughs> and other days they're harder, but yeah. it's those harder days that you get through that are more rewarding because you feel I didn't want to do that, but yeah. you've done it.
0: But once you've done it and you get all those endorphins kicked in, and like you say, like you say, you feel brilliant. Mm. That's what gets you going again, isn't yeah. it?
1: Yeah, but also when you complete a triathlon, and after you think. You medal. get a medal. And you like, you get a medal. And then you say, But I could have done that better. Yeah. <laughs> and like, people are like, You're talking man. Yeah, but I could have knocked off 20 minutes there. And, you know, it made, and that's what drives you then, yeah, especially yeah. in the off season. So,
0: definitely. so what's coming up next for you, race then?
1: Uh, well, I'm. Um, my wife has given me kind of an ultimatum that next year we need to plan more holidays as a family. Yeah, yeah I do, but uh, definitely, and I love them dearly, but it's about looking to what I want to achieve and, and I feel more that's come up, was, there's was two big ones that have come up that one of them I probably won't do next year, but I will want to do is the Alpe d'Houise triathlon. So Alpe d'Houise is uh, an iconic mountain sort yeah. of part of a stage in the Tour de France. Um, but part of that triathlon, it's kind of like a half Ironman distance. Mm. Um, it's about normal one point five k swim, but about hundred kilometer bike ride with the Alpe d'Huez at the end. So that's tw- I think it's twenty one switchbacks up mountain finish, then twenty one k run after on top of the mountain. So that would be fair. That would be brutal, but I, it's quite. Yeah, it's amazing because I did Mont Ventoux this year. Cycled up it. Brutal. Mm. If you're a cyclist, fair enough. You know, and you can call yourself a cyclist when you've done it. Well, I'm a cyclist, but I don't
2: want to do it again. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't... I did on Zwift, on the on the turbo yeah. trainer, we've got one of them at home, and, yeah. and during COVID, I did the Alpe de Zwift, which is the Alpe d'Huez, and it is not nice, no. and I can tell you that from experience. I've not yeah. been there to do it, but I've done it from the comfort of my yeah. home, and it is not nice, I think I spent maybe an an hour, an hour and a half just of solid climbing, climbing yeah. of just back, switch back, switch back, switch back, yeah. and it re- <laughs> really does test yeah. you. Yeah,
1: definitely, so that, you know, and it's quite iconic, you know, when you think of it scenery-wise, and and you know, it's amazing. So that's on the wish list. That's the they do say it's a bucket list one. You only do kind of do it once because you think, well, I'm going to do this again.
0: So when you've done that, will you come back and talk to us about well, it? Well, no,
1: the other one that I probably would look to do next year is um, half Ironman in Weymouth. Oh, right, OK. So that's 70.3 hours. It's, it's half an Ironman. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about 2km swim, 2.4. So I normally, I normally do 2k swim session anyway. And then um, 100k on the bike. And half marathon. Cool. But someone just to add this in, so if you ever think about Iron Man training, to think of an Ironman to complete it, you've got to think of you start in South Wales, swim across to Bristol, Get on your bike in Bristol, swim to, and um, bike to London, then run the London Marathon. <laughs> if you ever want to think about. I think that, anything like, that yeah. finishes
0: with the London Marathon, uh, you just forget yeah. about the really, like, no, you know.
1: Because when you break down those distances, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. But when you put it like that, you yeah. Think, oh my
0: well, that God. allows us, mere mortals to put some sense around yeah. it and get mm. the scale of it, yeah. doesn't
1: it? Well, you said, I think you used the word sense there. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't right, make fair a lot enough. of sense. It? <laughs> Not really, no. Brutal, no. brutal. But that is that is the, one of the ultimate. You know,
0: for me, yeah. if I can say I'm an Iron Man, yeah. that'd be
1: amazing. Oh, be that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Stuff dreams Brilliant. are made of, isn't it, that? Yeah, it is. <laughs> or nightmares. Yeah. It depends on how you look or at nightmares. it. Or nightmares, <laughs> yeah, it does depend
2: exactly yeah. how you look at it. Yeah. But hopefully or, you've inspired a couple of people who maybe listen to this and have, have got dreams and aspirations of of maybe getting fit or getting healthy. Maybe, you mm. know, people listening might might think, do you know what, Now is the time I'm going to really give it a go. Yeah,
1: hopefully. And I, and I, I do it for myself, obviously, and I think... Yeah, I've got to be a little bit selfish because I do do it for myself. But if it does rub off on others, to at least give it a go, yeah, makes it. And also, you know, I get the feeling for me is they look at me and think, well, if he can do it, I can do it. You know, sort of thing. And yeah. it, and there is that. I've just got to admit that that's going to be the case. You know, I'm not the normal sort of ath- athletic sort of look to me and all that sort of stuff. And like when I was at the Rock, all of them were proper like built, looked fantastic, and I'm not like that. And and I thought, well, if I can do it yeah you can do it sort of thing and, it, and, it, and i want it don't mind if it, if he can do it i can do it sort of approach as well
0: definitely. oh that's brilliant isn't it what a great um,
1: attitude to have it is
2: yeah that and quite a remarkable story really yeah. the journey that you've come along mm. um and and still wanting to do more as well oh yeah and still yeah. pushing yourself
1: because yeah, that's the other thing i've realized when following different people is they'll they'll go for one event and then just like stop after and you're like you've trained so hard to get to that point. Yeah, you know, keep, just keep it at keep that level. It going. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It makes a massive difference to yeah. your own wellbeing, you know, to keep it going, definitely. Yeah. Brilliant.
2: That was pretty remarkable. Yeah. I, I have to say that 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 really is motivated me and I'm sure will have motivated a lot of others because it's quite remarkable the stuff that you've done Reese. really to to have pushed yourself to start there to get to the position you're in yeah,
1: well it's a great time also to start training for next year yeah going into winter because it gives you purpose as well it's not going to be a pleasant one you know, no you know, with everything that's going on but why not get fitter and stronger and have a look for well next to be year.
0: honest if we can get everybody out running and keep him warm they won't need to put yeah, the heating
1: absolutely. on that <laughs> is true that <laughs> is very true definitely you know, without a shadow of a doubt yeah Oh, wow. thanks,
0: Rhys. Thanks for coming in That's and chatting to pleasure. us. my
1: um, pleasure. for inviting me.
0: Really appreciate it. And, yeah, when you've uh, when you've done that next year, come back and talk
2: to us again. Yeah, Anytime you want me. You know, cool. I can come and bore you again. If <laughs> and will the next ones you be doing, will, is that a charity-based one again, or are you yeah, sort of just going to do I'll, that?
1: I'd tend to pick the one that I think I'm going to suffer the most will be my charity one. Right, OK. It's fair enough, isn't it? it that you is, know, yeah. I'm doing Castle Howard Olympic again next year and York Sprint again, but it's, it's adding a couple of others into that as well. You know, proper this is what I'm doing it for the winter, a winter especially, you know, this is the goal when doing it sort of
2: thing. Well, if you see Reese out and about suffering, then you know exactly yeah, what he's doing. Yeah, give him a beep
0: on the horn if you yeah, see him and, yeah. uh, and give him a bit of encouragement. Yeah. Oh,
2: he'll sprint's nasty. Yeah. yeah. Show some support <laughs> <laughs> when he's out about in Scarborough. Marvellous. But yeah, that was, Reese. thank you so much for joining us. Really, thank you so That's much for friend. taking that the time out of your, your afternoon, evening to, um, you know to come and speak to us and you know we wish you all the the luck in the world for for your training ready for your for your next endurance event yeah thank you thank you so no we have got problem. next sharon because uh... um
0: yeah we've got uh life coach author and baron's member amanda craven coming to talk to us next charlie she has written four books and her latest one is around goal setting so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be an interesting chat, I think.
2: It's quite a, the, the podcast is quite motivational, isn't it? Now it's quite highbrow, isn't it? It's not what I expected. <laughs> <We're> really are <laughs> uh, people will be very motivated no. to get and about I'm now. An I
1: know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm
0: uh, looking forward to meeting with Amanda and having a chat. So, um, if anybody that's listening has got any questions they want to uh, they want us to put to Amanda, then uh, get in touch with me at the club or Charlie, and we will collate those and have a chat with Amanda.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well that brings to an end. Uh the second from the touchline podcast. We'll be back, as uh, as Sharon said there with the next episode, um, hopefully in the next week or so, um with Amanda Craven. So We hope you enjoy this episode, of course, because we've enjoyed recording it uh, and stay tuned to see um, exactly what we've got in store in the next couple of weeks. And make sure you subscribe to the e as well, because Sharon works very hard (laughs) getting that. uh, Go go
0: to the website and fill in the details and share, share, share.
2: Exactly. Well, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you all in the next one.
0: Cheers, Charlie. Thanks, Rhys.